0: CBD is the new it natural treatment, but there's still a great deal of confusion surrounding it. Is it legal? Is it illegal? What plant does it come from? Will I get high? The government doesn't even quite know what to do with it. And frankly, most doctors aren't quite sure either. There's positive effects. People don't know. Can I dose it myself? Can I make claims? Is there research? The list goes on and on. Well, let's get answers from a top doctor who's been using it in her practice for quite a long time. I'm Sarah Heiner, and this is the Bottom Line Advocator Podcast, and don't forget to rate and review us when the podcast is done. I'm Sarah Heiner, president of Bottom Line Inc., the number one provider of expert-sourced, expert-vetted, expert advice that empowers your life. And I'm thrilled to be talking today to nationally acclaimed innovator and expert in the fields of integrative medicine, psychiatry, and addiction recovery, Dr. Hyla Kass. She's trained in mainstream medicine and has become an adherent of functional medicine, believing that given the right environment and fuel, individuals can actually take charge of their health to obtain and maintain wellness. CBD has become a significant component in her work with many patients, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. And additionally, Dr. Cass is the author of a number of books, including Your Amazing Itty-Bitty Book of Cannabis and The Addicted Brain and How to Break Free. You can learn more about Dr. Cass and her work at cassmd.com, and her many books are available at Amazon and wherever fine books are sold. So welcome, Hilah. It's so great to talk to you.
1: It's great to be here.
0: Well, thank you. So let me just start right out. We're going to talk about CBD, and is it a fair statement for me to say that CBD is one of the most powerful tools in a healthcare practitioner's toolkit at this point in time?
1: I think it is, and I'm not prone to exaggeration. You know, I've been doing this for many, many, many years, over 25 years. um, And I've been using supplements in my practice for all that time. And since I've added in CBD to my toolbox, it's just had an exponential effect.
0: So how long have you been using it? Probably two years.
1: Yeah. Probably going on three years.
0: And what prompted you to bring it in?
1: It was just right there on my radar. The research w- looked really good. Patients were coming in telling me how they, they had tried it and it had such a positive effect. So hey, I tried it I, uh, on all kinds of patients with, with things like anxiety, depression, dementia, uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. These are all not easy to treat And in in mainstream medicine, it's either treated with medication, like uh, psychiatric medications, or there really aren't any really good treatments. And yet I found CBD to be extremely useful in all of these.
0: So, and we're going to break down what all those different applications are later on, but, you know, if there's so much confusion around it and, you know, the marketplace and is it legal and is it not and all that sort of stuff. So I just want to lay the groundwork a little bit for it. And, you know, obviously pot's been around, marijuana's been around for years. Medical marijuana has been around for a number of years, but there seems to have been this explosion in the CBD world. And what changed? Like even it seems like this the endocannabinoid system, and maybe we'll you can define that briefly. Like there's there's a new world of understanding and discovery in that entire system in our bodies, and then that the CBD's application to it. So what changed? Like where'd that suddenly come from?
1: Well, I'll go back a little bit in history. In the '90s, it was finally determined that there was a uh, THC receptor in the brain and that it was the anandamide was discovered. Anandamide is an endocannabinoid, which is means we make it ourselves. So uh, and we always knew, actually it was a Professor Rafael Mishulam who discovered this in Israel. We always knew that THC affected, starting in the 60s, that THC affected the brain uh, by causing a kind of euphoria, and uh, in the 90s, it was finally discovered that we make our own so-called THC or anandamide, which is derived from ananda, which means bliss in Sanskrit. So then, after the THC receptor was discovered, uh, some time later, it was seen to be part of a whole a whole system that uh, there, there were other uh, parts to, there were other cannabinoids in the plant besides THC. CBD and also CBG, CBN, CBDA, there are a whole lot of them, but the most prominent ones are THC and CBD. And they actually have some similar effects and some opposing effects.
0: So the thing that's amazing that this just underscores because they've now this whole endocannabinoid system is enormous and it's i think i heard something about that there are more endocannabinoid receptors in our system than many other systems in the body
1: that yeah absolutely we have them everywhere because it's a whole regulatory system it was like hidden in plain sight well that's it turns out go ahead yeah
0: I was going to say, that's the fascinating thing to me because everyone, I think this is so important just in a general concept that people think scientists know everything and that doctors know everything and that state of the art is state of the art. And that the 1990s, that's 20 years ago, that's yesterday in the grand scheme of right. things. And this enormous system suddenly got discovered. So that, you know, when they talk about medicine as an art, like that that, you know, in terms of what your doctor knows at this moment in time may or may not be well. I'll call it truth because we don't know truth. It's always evolving. We're still learning new things about the body, which is amazing.
1: Yeah, it's pretty amazing. And we have, as I mentioned, that there's anandamide. There's also something called 2-AG. Um, the longer name is 2-arachidonal glycerol ether.
0: That sounds and like that's a what spider. We call
1: it <laughs> <laughs> sounds
0: like some spider toxin or something, a raconato.
1: So, what this system does is it actually main, helps to maintain balance throughout the entire body and brain. It facilitates communication between all the different cell types, and it connects all the systems: the immune system, the nervous system, the GI system the endocrine system, your hormones. So, and what it's doing is it's balancing. It's a master balancer. And who knew we had it? It's, and what its purpose is, is to help you deal with stress and anxiety, to help you to rest. And it's really protecting you, both at a cellular and at an emotional level.
0: So this system is actually operating, I'll call it at a higher level than if, you know, the, the classic western medicine take a drug suppress a symptom so it's very you know isolated to a specific piece in that isolated part of your body versus the endocannabinoid system is at the kind of the next tier up of the function of those systems and the way they talk to each other
1: yes so by giving a drug directed toward a symptom you're it's like Killing a fly with a hammer. You're using something very strong, which has other effects. They're called side effects, but these drugs are potent and they have, you can't control everything they do. As opposed to enrolling the body's own system, it, we have this just miraculous endocannabinoid system that will do the job for us and will do it elegantly. Um, And in the right proportion, it's a balancing system. So it's so much more useful than simply giving a a symptomatic drug. Now, sometimes drugs are important. I'm not anti-drug. But I'm saying very often, particularly in psychiatry, they are far overused.
0: Yes. Well, that's that's another podcast for another day. But let's talk about it. So let's actually talk about some of the specifics that you are using CBD for or that people are using CBD for cuz not everything is within your psychiatric practice. But I guess you know, I'll just name a couple of them like pain is is one of the top reasons that people are using CBD. Um, how how is that working? What's going on there? And how is and how is CBD helpful, you know, in a way and safer than like opioids, which is the, you know, we're having this major opioid. Oh, my heavens. <laughs> right. But, you know, so opi- yes. so that's the magical pain cure. And yet people are going crazy for CBD in easing their pain. And yet CBD is safe. So what's, what's happening differently? Why is CBD effective in a different kind of way, yet so effective?
1: Because CBD is made to, uh, well, the endocannabinoid system is made to relieve pain. We have our natural pain-relieving system, and we can activate it by giving outside cannabinoids, the phytocannabinoids, phyto meaning plant. So when we give plant-derived cannabinoids, um, such as CBD, um, we actually enroll the body's own pain-relieving system as opposed to the opiates, which do an overall drugging. It drugs the sensorium. You can't think straight. Uh, It actually increases pain. The opiates actually increase pain perception. So you're actually on this um, very dangerous um, escalation. You know how people have to keep taking more and more to have the same effect. And it's addictive. I mean, it's such a world of difference. And I actually use CBD to help people get off of opiates. And I'm not the only one, Uh, and in fact, in in areas where Uh, Medical marijuana is legal, and that's in many more states uh, all the time. Um, So even a bit of THC in that has been useful. But uh, that being said, I find just using straight-on CBD is amazing for pain and amazing for helping people get off of their opiates.
0: Well, and let me clarify. We're talking about CBD, and when we're mentioning it here, we mean that the CBD that has no THC in it, so there's no psychoactive effect whatsoever. It's these other cannabinoids.
1: Right, and I want to distinguish here because you can have hemp-derived CBD. Uh, it's sold over-the-counter. Um, you don't need a prescription. You don't need to go to um, a dispensary. Uh, in fact, we were this where there's medical marijuana uh, you need a, where there's only medical marijuana you need a prescription, when you when there's recreational you still need to go to your dispensary, but with C B D you can just get it freely. Yes. So and it's yeah. approved in, in all states.
0: Yeah, and we're gonna we'll get into more detail on that. Let me go back to pain for one second. Um so my primitive understanding of certain so here's Sarah's bad science, but I'm gonna ask the question anyway. Um, so opi- I, one of the things I think that happens with, with opioids, like when you, when you put in supplemental things like morphine or whatever, then your body stops producing some of that on your own and it takes up the receptors. So does CBD work in a, uh, similarly? So when, when there are certain drugs that you take where your body when you, with hormones and things like that, prednisone and cortisol, when your body stops producing it, and then you have to slowly taper off because your body stopped producing it. Your body has to build up. But it sounds like with CBD that it doesn't work quite the same way. And, in fact, is it so is it um, enriching the system as opposed to replacing? Your body cuts out on it?
1: Yes, exactly. You know, with steroids, what you're doing is suppressing the immune system. And so you have to go off very, very slowly or you're going to have a really serious reaction in terms of your immune system not working. On the other hand, CBD actually works with your immune system and we use it in autoimmune disease to help re-regulate your immune system, to teach your body not to be reacting to your own cells, to your own organs. For example, in Hashimoto's thyroiditis where you're reacting against your own thyroid. Gotcha. Okay. Let's
0: talk about some of the other things. Anxiety, energy, stress. Um, How about some of those?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And stress, the whole um, thrust of the endocannabinoid system is to minimize our stress response. So there is always stress some varying amounts, but it's how we deal with it that's important. And CBD actually helps and the endocannabinoid system helps to modulate our stress response and that is so important because stress just totally wears us out.
0: You so know,
1: It's meant to be a temporary reaction and in fact most of us are living in total stress response all the time.
0: So does it make me feel less stressed or does it give me a, a more balanced response to stress, like when my kid comes home and ticks me off, and instead of flying off the handle, I'll, I'll, you know, be a little less um, volatile,
1: less, less reactive. Absolutely, it just modulates everything.
0: Right. Okay. Um, and how about uh, depression and mood? Does it make me well, feel I've, happier? Does there's, it there's take the there's edge research off? Research in right. it,
1: uh, and I have found it to be uh, very useful with patients with both depression and anxiety. Now, we're not allowed to make, quote, drug claims. That is, talk about a disease uh, like, or we can't make what are called disease claims. So, and anxiety and depression are considered (laughs) conditions. But the truth is, to me, anxiety and depression are simply signs, they're symptoms, they're messages from the body that something's out of balance. They're not in and of themselves conditions
0: right can you give can you tell me a story like an anonymous story of you know a patient story of who what they were suffering and then you they started using cbd and how how that helped them
1: break through And, and it worked quite quickly i mean not long ago i had a young man in my office brought in by his mother so you can imagine 20 year old kid not happy to be in my office not really interested in taking supplements uh Not interested in anything, really, except smoking pot. So that was the issue. He was smoking a lot of weed, was anxious, because actually a lot of THC can, uh, particularly with the potent uh, product that's being sold now, uh, can really make people anxious. But he was also addicted to it. So I had my work cut out for me. However, I know that CBD actually neutralizes THC. Just works that way in in the system. So he came in, and I said, "Would you be willing to take supplements?" He said, "No, I, they don't work." Uh, so you know, here I am with uh, what am I going to do? He's twenty; so he knows I, it all. He's twenty, and that's what they do. You know that. So I said, "Would you be willing to try some CBD?" Uh yeah, okay. So I took a good while up. of of it in in the dropper. I had some in in, um, the dropper bottle and dropped um, about, mm, about 20 milligrams under his tongue and then went and talked to his mom for, I don't know, 10 minutes, came back and said, so how are you doing? And he looked a little startled and said, wow, I really feel good. I haven't felt this good in a really long time. And he was kind of amazed. His mother was amazed. I was. Mm. So, <laughs> not I wasn't so amazed because right. I know how powerful CBD can be but you never know. So, that was the beginning of a the therapeutic alliance. He made contact with me. He was talking to me. He was making eye contact. So, then I could begin treating him. And so, that was all, you know, a, a good thing from then on. But first, I had to get his attention and that really did it
0: right so let me ask you a question though so he was the guy was a, a pot smoker was he still actively smoking it when you treated him so that, like why if, if you're smoking pot wouldn't the the cannabinoids be part of that process as well like how did that
1: well what, it, what cbd does is it actually interferes with thc at the receptor site so the cbd receptor there's a cb1 receptor um, they're all over the brain and uh, THC uh, hooks onto the CB1 receptors, and that's how you get this sense of pleasure or bliss, or in some people, anxiety. Uh, then along comes CBD, and it actually comes between the THC and the receptor. So it, it interferes it. with THC and mitigates it. And the more CBD you take, the more you are unhooking the THC. But you're replacing it with something. You're not just pulling it away and not doing anything to replace it. And what happens is you can actually replace replace the THC with CBD. The person feels better. They don't have the anxiety from the THC. And they're feeling really good from the CBD, which is really what they wanted to feel in the first place.
0: So I was going to ask you this question later on, but I'll ask you it now. Is CBD curing something or is it just an alternate symptom suppression so long if you start taking cbd and it helps you with your pain or your depression or your anxiety or whatever it is are you now just taking something else instead of you know your prozac or is me, it allowing your body to then begin to heal itself
1: the latter absolutely you are um you are helping a system that was under active in that person to restore itself. And very often, after some time of, and it varies with the individual, after some time taking CBD, you've actually retaught your endocannabinoid system to function. And you can actually uh, take less or go off it, and it really depends why your particular endocannabinoid system is low. For some people, it's genetic. Uh, Other people, it's that they have a stressful lifestyle, so they're always having to mitigate it with some CBD, and just various reasons.
0: Are there other things, you know how they say, you know, like your adrenal system will get low, um, and there are ways for them to test for that. Are there ways for people to know if their endocannabinoid system is low? like do That's and and are, and then are there ways to build it up again you know through yeah. not just cbd but also I'll call it through gratitude journals or meditation or getting out in the sunshine or whatever
1: you're absolutely right all of those things will increase exercise as well will increase your endocannabinoid system there's no question about it but you, to kickstart it take cbd and that then your body begins to relearn how to, u- how to utilize it. it. This is an interesting story. We can't really measure, uh, at least I can't. As a doctor, and I have access to many, many lab tests. I don't have a lab test that I can send off to measure the endocannabinoid system, uh, although researchers can, and I'll tell you in a minute, I'll tell you a study where they did that. Uh, but we know that it's low when people have, just by definition, when people have anxiety, depression, migraines, chronic pain addiction we know that they have a low endocannabinoid system. post-traumatic stress disorder all of these things we know it's low just by the list of symptoms uh, by the same token I, I can tell you about a study they they uh, evaluated uh, people who had been exposed to 9-11 very traumatic and uh, certain of them had developed PTSD and certain of them had not. And when they measured the endocannabinoid system, and that's the level of endocannabinoids, they found that the people who had been affected, had, had developed PTSD, had low, a low level of endocannabinoids. What they didn't do in that experiment was actually give them CBD mm. because that wasn't what the experiment was about, but it did give give us the information about a low endocannabinoid yeah. system leading one being more prone to ptsd which is really hard to treat in standard conventional medicine yes yes it
0: is i think haven't there been other studies with cbd and ptsd i think I've, i think i have heard of them
1: yeah yeah, yeah. There, there are definitely studies and i i just in my own practice uh what happens is it it goes to the amygdala the amygdala is the part of the limbic system in our brain has a lot of cb1 receptors and is where we store traumatic memory
0: that's what they call our ancient brain right yeah yeah so
1: that that area is strongly affected by administering cbd it actually opens it up relieves the fear component so it doesn't take away the memory the memory is still stored in the brain, you still can remember something. It's not like an amnesia, you know, for a forgetting drug, but what it does is it takes away that t- actually can be terror. You know, when people have serious PTSD, it's mm-hmm. very frightening for them. So it, it takes it away, and for some people, they can stop the CBD at some point, and they, it, it's still, the, the memory is still, you know, still there, but the fear is gone.
0: Wow, that's amazing but people
1: have to yeah. continue it indefinitely and that's not a bad thing to do are people
0: and again the research may not know this yet whether people are is it is there a genetic component of some people have a, a less robust endocannabinoid system
1: yes yeah and that's when we see things that run in families uh, and it, you know, you can say it can be in the environment. If you grow up with an anxious mother, it's likely you'll be an anxious child. But that's—it's shown to be not entirely the case. When, for example, adopted out children, an adopted child of an anxious parent, uh, and I see this in my practice with adoptees, uh, they will be anxious even if their adoptive parents are not. Right. So, so a little nature we, we nurture as this. you
0: as usual, right?
1: Yeah. so we, we know that a low endocannabinoid system can certainly be inherited, and there's also prenatal influences. You know, there's so many influences on how we have our how we have our psyche, our mood.
0: Right. Well, which is exactly what brought you to functional medicine because it is bigger and broader. It's the whole, the whole system, and not just a mood, a hormone, a pain, a something.
1: Right, it's really looking at everything. We look at hormones, Yes. Um, we look at thyroid, adrenals, we look at uh, estrogen, testosterone. Um, We look at, at, in functional medicine, we really look at everything. And the the real beauty of CBD is that it interacts with all of these systems and helps them to rebalance with each other. The digestive system, we know there's a strong gut-brain connection.
0: Yeah, I was just going to say, because there are a couple other things I just wanted to go through quickly of places where CBD helps. So gut health, you're saying that if I've got digestive disorders, if I've got, what, what kind of digestive things does it help? Although you and I both know that there's the gut, brain, immune function, you know, the gut is such a driver of our whole bodies.
1: Absolutely. And it's a very powerful part of our immune system. And CBD actually supports the immune system in the gut which is extremely important in, in our entire body. And to affect our immune system positively, wow, that's really um, a ver- very, very important. It helps with balancing autoimmune autoimmunity because it reacts on the peripheral nervous system on the I'm sorry on the on the peripheral blood system where the antibodies are made. It helps to rebalance people who have, what are called auto antibodies where you have antibodies that are reacting to your own cells like thyroiditis for example uh autoimmune thyroiditis mm-hmm. so it actually mitigates that response so it's useful it's very useful in autoimmune disease
0: And how about ibs irritable bowel it's
1: Really good because it's anti-inflammatory it's the best natural anti-inflammatory so uh, IBS, inflammatory bowel syndrome, is very common, and it's it helps to uh, put out the fire.
0: So, so I should have, probably should have asked the question the other way: Is there anything CBD can't help you with, aside from you know like physiological? If I've got some valve issue in my heart, but in terms of the overall function, it seems like CBD really can assist the overall body function in pretty much any and every corner
1: absolutely you know we know with the gut brain connection if there's an inflammation in the gut there's often inflammation in the brain so by giving CBD you're actually um, reducing that inflammation in both places
0: all right so now meanwhile though so you're a big proponent of it. We've written a lot about it in Bottom Line. But there's a lot of debate out there, including within the FDA, about the research that supports it. Doctors, many doctors are still scratching their heads on it, a little bit confused. So what's your take in terms of, you know, the the research behind a lot of this CBD
1: effect? I think there's good research, there's good animal research, uh, and there's good human research. Uh, they are not huge double-blind placebo-controlled studies, but that's true also in in drug research. So uh, the the other issue really is that you cannot make what's called a drug claim on a supplement. And if CB is considered a supplement, and that's another question, can we consider it a supplement? But if it's considered a supplement, we can't make drug claims. We can't say that it treats anxiety, depression, that it's an anti-inflammatory, and so on. So it's it's a little bit of a conundrum there. Well, and I think it's uh, and, and why we can't do it. I just want to add this because if anybody here was around in 1994, uh, we fought a big fight. They were going to remove uh, the FDA was going to remove supplements. We were not going to be able to have them or to have them in very reduced doses. So the compromise was we could have them, but we could not make what's called. Disease claims. So that was the compromise. So ever since, we've been unable by law to say that it um, treats depression, anxiety, inflammation, um, thyroiditis, right. all, all You name
0: it. it. Everything we were just talking about for the past 15, 20 minutes, yeah, yeah. we can't say.
1: Right, so, we right.
0: can't say it. <laughs> so, so, disclaimer everything you just heard us say, we can't legally say, but. There's a lot of good evidence. But let me get on my soapbox for one second. And you and I were talking about this a little bit, because I want people to understand, again, back to they believe science, and they believe the pharmacy companies, and they believe the, what the doctors say. But there's so much politics behind there, and that there's you know a practice called off-label prescribing, where there's no study whatsoever. But a doctor can prescribe medicine A for usage B, even there was no, though there was never any research behind it. And there's a ton of off-label prescribing of drugs that your doctors are doing. And there's research Absolutely, in yeah. cancer, what they call N of one, and it's the big, it was the big hype thing in in cancer research where they were doing basically personalized medicine, which is great. It sounds great. So they'll develop cancer treatments for one person, and yet that means they only had one person. So there was no, you just mentioned double-blind quantitative placebo controlled studies. Science and medicine is full of these studies that are not doing that. And yet they're giving a hard time about the supplements. I just had to get yeah, on my soapbox for one it's second. It's a different
1: category. Yeah. I mean, the fact is that what I'm doing and what many people who are doing, integrative medicine functional medicine, what we're, all do, what we're all doing is personalized medicine. We're giving what that individual needs for their particular group of um, issues. Symptoms, conditions, whatever. Uh, we don't just slam it with, you know, with steroids or psychiatric right. medications. We, it, it's much more subtle what we do.
0: Yes, and it's the you you can dial it up and down. And again, you know, people don't understand that even in research-tested drugs, they didn't trust it on pers- people necessarily of their size or gender or age or other medications that they're taking. That exactly.
1: So it's always an N of one.
0: Yes, that, that is true. All right, let's talk about dangers, though. Are there so let's Are there CBD dangers? Can you? I'll ask you a couple of questions. Can you overdose on it?
1: And the interesting thing is that there are no CBD one receptors in the in, in the respiratory center. You know how when you OD on an opiate, you can die mm-hmm. because it there are receptors in the respiratory system. You stop breathing and you die. That does not happen with CBD, or even THC for that matter. None of the cannabinoids do that because there are no CBD1 receptors there. So that's one one issue. The other issue is, for the most part, if you're under probably about 100 milligrams of full-spectrum CBD, you're really safe because it just doesn't... Um, it doesn't interfere with drugs. That being said, if anyone's on things like statins, blood thinners, uh, you need to talk to your doctor about that because high doses of CBD could conceivably interfere with their use, just like grapefruit juice will.
0: Yeah, and I always get nervous least, that you know people think that natural medicine is do-it-yourself medicine, and you know it's it's not necessarily. I mean that there's there's knowledge that practitioners have about how those things work. So...
1: Yeah. If you you have an educated doctor, they're going to say, well, let's reduce your blood thinner level. You know, there are other things that will also affect your blood thinner, like broccoli. You know, you need to... This is the personalized, individualized medicine. So rather than saying, no, you can't have CBD because it's going to interfere with your blood thinner, you just... Useless. So that's actually a good thing. Rather than, can you see the difference? The yes. Difference in, the, in the approach.
0: Yes. Absolutely. And always you want to talk to your doctors and you always want to talk to your doctors about any natural supplements that you're taking. Are there any side effects of CBD? For example, I'll call it a Herxheimer reaction. You know, when there's die off because you're, as you're, um, you know, with the antibiotics, there can you can get a. a, a no, blow up but of in fact, symptoms, I wanted but, to just add something
1: because right. I mentioned statins. In fact, CBD helps to balance cholesterol. So that's another thing to to notice yes. you may need less of the, your statin, or actually, none of your statin, or you can actually adjust the carbohydrates in your diet and not need a not need a statin. But that's that's a different story. <laughs> so side effects in high doses, some people may get nausea, loose stools. Um, those, are, those are about it. Fatigue, you know, it's actually very useful for sleep. So for some people, if they take it during the day, they get sleepy. Other people, if they take it during the day, they're energized, and if they take it at night, they feel sleepy. It just kind of works with your system with what you need at the time. So, again, it's the individual. It's, it's, it's how you react.
0: <laughs> and you have to, and which makes you have to be very self-aware and watch watch how it feels in you. Is there a difference topical versus, versus um, ingestible?
1: Yeah, the topical is not as fully absorbed. So, um, if you want to actually have it go through your whole system, you, you're, you're best to eat it um, in the form of an oil, or there are sprays. Um, there's vaping. There's been a lot of bad publicity lately about vaping, so, you have to use a ceramic vaporizer and make sure that it stays at a particular temperature and that there are no toxins in it so you need to know what your product is, if it's a safe product
0: Would you, would you use, I mean I know the big thing is a, a topical for pain in particular um, to use that topically kind of at the point of pain but in terms of the ingestibles the oils, the, the, the tinctures um, or any other ingestibles, I guess there are capsules too um, and they're also
1: capsules, of right. course.
0: So, yeah. um, do, do, is it better like for the for the depression, the mood issues, the sleep issues? Is ingestible better for that versus like take my topical and rub it on my temples?
1: You do both. Yeah. When people have migraines. Uh, I tell them to take it orally because that's, it's it's a, a whole system condition, even though it we feel it is in your head. Um, so, um, topically, you know, things like sciatica, you can't put it down your whole sciatic nerve. You can put it though at the nerve root up, uh, at your spine where the, the sciatic nerve comes out. But I've had people have great relief from sciatica. I was with somebody at, at Natural Products Expo, and he was having sciatica and lower back pain. And did not want to take an opiate, even though he had a prescription, because he didn't really want to dull his senses. So I gave him CBD for, it was his first time. So it turned out it very quickly relieved his sciatica, and he ended up using it for the rest of the expo experience, didn't need his opiates, and was, uh, he was sold. You know, he's still using CBD to this day. It's been probably a couple of years by now.
0: Wow. That happened with my mother. I actually wrote a blog about it. She got a compression fracture. She's 87 years old. And they sent her home with all sorts of prescriptions, including two opioids, not one, just two. Um, and I gave her some CBD topical, and she never touched the opioids. And it worked better than anything else that they'd given her. And she's she healed. You know, that, that heals relatively quickly. But, yeah, huge difference.
1: That's amazing, especially in someone that age.
0: Yeah, And
1: speaking of of that age, I've had it work really well with people with dementia.
0: To do what further? To
1: help, actually to help in um, improving memory, improving ability to think straight, to remember things. Um, It's quite remarkable.
0: Wow. And were these people, where were they along in their, how, how dementia were they?
1: Well, I had one woman, 85-year-old woman, who was ready to go, they, her children were ready to put her in a home. So she came in, she really wasn't, wasn't tracking at all. I'd ask her a question and she would defer, and she could barely answer. She was deferring to her uh, son and daughter-in-law. And I put her on CBD, and I also put her on uh, my Brain Cell Support Plus that has some other uh, products in it that help with memory. But the thing that we were increasing was the CBD. And what happened was within a couple of weeks, she was thinking more clearly. She was smiling. She was making eye contact. And her children could not have been happier. Wow. Um, it was, it was quite an amazing transformation. They, they sent me a thank you letter, which is up on my website. Uh, saying, we just want to thank you for what you did for my mother. She's never been this good. Her reaction to the CBD was amazing. No side effects. She's very sharp, energetic, and her functions are perfect. Remembering things, interacting. um, We have her back and even better.
0: Wow. That's fabulous. So
1: that was a quote. And now two years later, she's still doing quite well. She's not perfect. She's not the way she was when she was 65, but considering the way she had been, you know,
0: she's still living in her own home and yep. so on. That's huge. All right, so let's talk about some of the legalities. We referred to it before. Um, so again, people are confused in terms of medical marijuana versus CBD. Um, the CBD is is legal. You can buy it. I'll call it anywhere. It's now now CVS and Walgreens is buy, is selling it as from what, from what I understand.
1: Yeah, it looks like it's kind of an interesting situation because federally, um, you know, there was the farm bill which separated CBD, which is hemp derived, from THC. But as far as the FDA is concerned, it's still, CBD still is um, lumped with marijuana as having um, high abuse potential and no medicinal value at the same time the fda holds a patent on the medicinal value of cannabis so you figure that one out
0: yeah no no. can't be anything going on behind the scenes on that one no no all right (laughs) (laughs) okay um the and again what we're talking about here this whole time is really talking about the hemp-based cbd So, this isn't about you're worried. It isn't. And I remember the first time I went into a a marijuana shop, I was so nervous because I'm such a good girl. I'm really kind of a nerd. And I was so uncomfortable going in there. And I wanted to honestly just learn. And I think I had, you know, a hip pain or something. I wanted, you know, I didn't want THC, but I just wanted to understand. But there's nothing dirty about hemp based CBD at all and that they shouldn't, you know, if, if someone, kids want to think about it for their parent or grandma, grandma's not suddenly becoming a drug addict because you give them hemp-based CBD.
1: Not at all. You know, it has, uh, you can actually get THC-free uh, CBD, this full-spectrum CBD that has the full spectrum of everything, including up to 0.3% THC, but even that small amount could conceivably be uh, felt. those who are very sensitive and it can also show up in a drug test conceivably Uh, on the other hand you can have a full spectrum that's minus that has all all the the terpenes and a a variety of the cannabinoids but it has no thc it's that is removed so the only thing that's removed is that uh, less than three percent thc that may occur in a hemp plant
0: so how do i know so So how do I know which is which? Does it say it on the
1: label? It'll say on the label if it's THC-free or not. Uh, That's for sure. Uh, And then there's CBD isolate versus full spectrum. With full spectrum, you also have some other elements, as I mentioned. The terpenes, which has medicinal value. Uh, In fact, there's terpenes in it. All uh, plant medicine and all herbs. Uh, the, The terpenes that are very important um, healing elements.
0: And the full so spectrum, you mean it's from the whole plant versus an isolate, which is? Has, which has, is the
1: CBD that's isolated. Right. Yeah. But it, that still has a good effect. So it's just, and people have their preferences. They may want to try both and see which is better for them. Uh, we find that with the CBD isolate, you need to use higher doses. You just have to be able to read that and understand that if you're, taking a full spectrum as opposed to an isolate uh, you need a higher amount of isolate than full spectrum because gotcha. it's what's called the entourage effect which is the synergy where the plus the 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 sum of the parts is greater than uh, is the the whole plant the whole plant is greater than some of its parts that's the entourage effect
0: Right, so that the whole plant, you can use a, st- a lower dose than what the isolate, may have to go higher. With anything, if somebody wants to start out trying this stuff, start with a lower dose and then work their way up?
1: Absolutely. I always start low and work up slowly till someone finds their exact right dose. Some so, people are very sensitive to it. Some people need to go a lot higher. Some people are good at, say, 8 milligrams. Uh, in my 500-milligram one, the... the um, initial doses, something like eight milligrams, but then you can go up to double that. You 16 milligrams, you can go up to 32 milligrams. Mm-hmm. So You just build up one dropper, two droppers, three droppers, four droppers uh, a day. And like that, I, I haven't had anybody go over 100 milligrams and that would be mm-hmm. in people with really low endocannabinoid system and really bad pain, really bad uh, anxiety, PTSD. And sometimes you need to, a high amount at first, and then your your dose lowers as your own body kicks in.
0: Gotcha. And full disclosure, so you have a, a full a whole a whole plant um, full spectrum product that you actually sell on your website, and that's what you use in your practice.
1: Right. Mine mine happens to be THC free.
0: Yes, that's right, THC free, but it is whole plant, so it has the terpenes. Um, yeah, but
1: I may be making one with THC with the, the with the point three percent. Some people actually prefer that. But the disclaimer is it can show up on a drug test and some people are sensitive.
0: Yes, now how about all these other things? One of the things that's so confusing, and it's just confusing in the supplement world as well, is everyone in the grandmother sells it. Again, now they're selling it at Walgreens, they're selling it at CVS, they're selling it a zillion people, are selling it online. Prices vary from, I'm making this up, 20 bucks to 100 bucks um, and probably even more. So how? what's your recommendation to people in terms of where and how do they go buy it? Besides go to your website oh or go to my website.
1: <laughs> you have to know your source. You really you really want to get it from a reputable source. Uh, and you can ask for a certificate of analysis. Some will actually have it on their website or you can request it. And a certificate anal- of analysis is going to tell you what's in it, what percent of each of the CBDs, each of the uh, cannabinoids, I'm sorry, CBD is one cannabinoid, what percent of THC, and then also if there are any toxins, pesticides, herbicides, heavy metals, because hemp is a concentrator. And if there are heavy metals in that soil, you know, you you can say it's grown organically, but if the soil already has heavy metals, they're going to show up in the plant and they're going to show up in the end product. So you need to have a conscientious um, company that's actually growing it in uh, in clean soil, and that'll show up on the certificate of analysis.
0: All right. So, is, so maybe a flag is if you ask for a certificate of analysis and they won't give it to you. That's a flag. Don't do That's,
1: that's a really good sign. Yeah. There's that's, a good thing that there's something not quite right. Gotcha.
0: All right. Dr. Cass, you're amazing. People can learn more about all that you do at your website, casmd.com. They can check out your CBD, your full product CBD, get your books and learn from you as we, as I always do from you. So thank you so much.
1: Oh, it's been such a pleasure. And by the way, I, I don't even call it CBD on my website. I do. I just call it full spectrum hemp oil extract, both because of the issues with the FDA and also because Spectrum is not just
0: CBD. Yes. Okay. So, Thank you for clarifying.
1: Always
0: horrifying. a pleasure talking to you. All right. Thanks, Hila. I'm talking to Dr. hyla Cass, leading psychiatrist and functional medicine doctor, about the many questions surrounding the new it treatment, CBD. While CBD is being used to treat an array of ailments, including chronic pain, anxiety, insomnia, and depression, many questions remain in the minds of both consumers and medical practitioners. Addressing cutting edge and controversial topics is just one example of the many ways that our flagship publication, Bottom Line Personal, helps people do better and feel better. Dr. Cass is one of thousands of top experts who have appeared in Bottom Line Personal, not just in healthcare, but in all aspects of your life, including financial planning, gift-giving strategies, how to save money on travel, insurance snafus, smart tax savings, improving your relationship, and so much more. Bottom Line Personal has been helping people lead more informed and vibrant lives for over 40 years with our actionable and double fact-checked advice. Subscribe today and get a free bonus book, Bottom Line's Best Bets, full of some of the greatest tips from our experts of all time. Just go to BottomLineInc.com forward slash expert podcast. That's bottomlineink.com forward slash expert podcast.